Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. I am so viscerally upset with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the here's and here's why is because I know that your counter argument is going to be well you suggested that we played this but you let us <laughs> <laughs> and so you're the peer reviewer this is on you. I'm thinking about selling all of my things and moving to Cambodia to teach English as a second language. I I don't see any reason not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then then it's the second person's fault. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. That's that's a great way to live your life. Just make yeah. all of your terrible ideas. Because you, even though it's your terrible idea that you still then have to execute on, it's somehow everyone else's fault. Yeah, and yeah, no, it's it's really great. The the stronger external locus of control I can like embed in my life, it, I I hear that that leads to greater happiness. So. Definitely. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how many people are looking at their podcast player. Like, did it? Did I, did I jump ahead in the episode? Like, what are they? <laughs> They're already yelling at each other. What's, what's going on? Normally, normally this takes at least five to ten minutes. So, yeah. So, let's let's do our thing. So, uh, we played Battletoads, but we need to talk about uh, the universe around Battletoads. So, um, First, we, you have to create the universe. Yes. Then, unfortunately, you create Battletoads. <laughs> to bake a Battletoads. Um, so we uh, we usually record remotely. Most of the games we play, uh, we if we do play them co-op, we play them with like our spouses or our friends or something to try and get the co-op experience. But uh, we often don't get to play a game together. Mm-hmm. Um, but we said, <sighs> at some point, we're going to have to play Battletoads. Yes. So let us save it for when we are in each other's company uh, and test the metal of our friendship. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I, to me, the way I kind of looked at it was I was like, we have to play this game together because I am going to need deep emotional support from like, like, cause you know, you, when you play with your spouse, you know, like they're, they're playing, they're, they're a, like a, a tourist, you know, like, because they're not, they don't have to do it. They can leave at any point. Like oh, yeah. we, yeah, we have bail. to play the game, right? <laughs> if they're like, this is dumb and, and I don't want to do this anymore. You know, like they can, they can just leave, but like, and it's like, well now I just have to, so I, I'm like, I need to, to go into this deep Vietnam bush with like somebody <laughs> like, <laughs> Like a fellow vet who like also has to be here, you know? Yeah. No, you you want someone in the foxhole who like knows which way to point the rifle. Yeah. Right. Like it, <laughs> these are not training exercises. Like we are under live fire. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is this is this is real time. Yeah. Real. We're playing with live rounds. Yeah. So so as we record this, it is the holidays. Woo! Um. So you're uh you're here um in my house mm-hmm. and we sat down and you know slapped it in the old nest machine and like started playing Battletoads. And it was, I don't know. It performed at or near expectations. No, it did. But I, <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, the, the first level is um, approachable, right? Yeah. But then the difficulty curve spikes up super bad, right? Yeah. So we, we, we didn't get far. We didn't get anywhere close to far. We didn't get anywhere close to beating it. Oh, no, no. Right? not. I mean, like, it, 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 we got underwater super fast. I mean, because I think it was just kind of like, you know, it, to me, I think that this is what, you know, a, a, a bad guy or whatever you know in in dbz feels like fighting goku you know because like <laughs> like you, you you go against goku and you're like all righty man I'm, I'm i'm pretty good at this i can i can probably beat this and then he's like super saiyan and you're like oh god like i am barely struggling <laughs> to hold my own and he's like now i shall become a super d duper saiyan 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm completely underwater. And he's like, this isn't even my final form, you know? And it's just kind of like, oh, God. I have so. all sorts of different hair colors. <laughs> so uh, just to be clear, uh, this is not Battletoads Arcade. This was not one of the re-releases where they, like, gave you control over the difficulty. This is not Battletoads and Double Dragon. This was OG 1991 Nintendo Battletoads. So because we were unable to get very far into it, we decided to use our our secondary form. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> which is um, to, to use the, as opposed to normally, as we would normally go through, uh, you know, visuals, uh, sound, and then mechanics, we're going to use the, um, the uh, eight core aesthetics. Um, to kind of like break it apart and uh, and kind of see see where this leads us because otherwise the the entire episode would go visuals yes it had them I wish I got to see more of the game sound yes it had them I wish I got to see more of the game mechanics yeah it had them I wish I got to see more of the game <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the curtain um, falls so uh, before we jump into the list um, do I think you have we both played this as kids, right? Yes. Okay, so what what was your nostalgia experience? Um, so I not having a um uh, a, a learned or older brother. You you grew you grew up alone in a cave. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um sad. Wolf, wolf child. Uh yeah, oddly had a lot of gaming systems for wolves, <laughs> but and places to plug them in. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, when I would plug it into the side of my cave, you know, like while I was playing, my wolf mother would bring me like a, a killed rabbit and I would just kind of like snack on that while I would play this game. Uh, no, I didn't have an older brother. So uh, so because of that, like I never got past the um, whatever, the the surf, not the surfboard, the the, the, the hover bike. Hover bike. Yeah. yeah, I never got past that. Like as far as I was concerned, this was, you know, three levels. Like this game was three levels. You got to the hover bike level, then... Then the game ended. Yeah. And then you, you die till you give up. And then, and then the game ends. To be fair, though, I do remember this game fondly. And I, the thing I remember the most about it is, like, how the Battletoads were, like, morphic. And, like... Morphic. Yeah. So, you know, like, they... Um, oh, like, they, like, turn into stuff when they... Like, the giant boot on the big kick. And, exactly. Yeah. Like, when they hit something, like, their hand becomes, like, you know, super large, right? Got it, yes. So, I remember that. And, like, th- I do remember, like, thinking, like pretending that you know like taking mm-hmm. that out of the game and pretending in real life so i remember this game fondly what little of it i played i just i remember like getting to that level i think this may have been my start of becoming a Taoist, where like you know i would hit that level and then be like and all of this is impermanent you know like i <laughs> i cannot be mad about this for it simply is and it just turned <laughs> off the system it's good to be that enlightened as like an eight-year-old yeah right yeah but anyway so what about you so i I did and do have an older brother. Um, and this is one of the only games, maybe the only game, just because as a kid, I didn't have a giant library at home. So I played most of my games at my friend's house. Um, but this this might be the only game that we had at home where I would get to the hoverbike level, which is early. It's like literally the third level of the game mm-hmm. um, where I would get to that level and then be like, Chris, help, Chris. And but the thing is, like, I was young enough, and I don't remember that in like a negative way. So to yeah. me, that was like how, in, like, in my memory, that was just how you played that game. Yeah, right. Is like you you played the first couple levels by yourself, and then you handed that part off to your brother, and then because my number of reps of the beginning part of the game compared to the later part of the game is so unbalanced, I like. I recognize some of the later levels. Like we actually, before we started recording, we queued up a speed run on YouTube and 
I was like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember that. So, like, I definitely played those levels and probably saw Chris play those levels. But I uh, have really super clear memories of the first three levels because mm-hmm. those are the levels I always played myself. Right. Um, Absolutely. But I, I, like you, I don't remember this game unfondly, right? Yeah. Because that was, like... I liked playing Battletoads. It's only now as an adult or probably would have been like as a teenager that I was like, this is way outside my skill level. And it's so far outside my skill level that I'm not having any fun because something can be way beyond you and still be fun. And this was not that. No, no, it was not. Um, I think that, uh, I said, like, I think that, you know, I, I remember the game, you know, fondly because it was it, it, you know, it was fine. It was enjoyable. But then, you know, to just see some of the choices that they make now as an adult, I was just kind of like, just, uh. but anyways, so um, so top of the list, uh, just to kind of give a quick overview, there's there's eight aesthetics. There's sensation and we'll describe each one, but just to give you give her a quick premise. Sensation, sense, pleasure, fantasy, narrative, challenge, fellowship, discovery, expression and abnegation. So in the last one, we kind of just went through in that order because I believe that's the order that they're listed in the paper, Mechanics, Dynamics, Aesthetics. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to switch it up a little bit, and we're going to start with Challenge because that colors everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, as opposed to, like, constantly, like, alluding to it, we're just going to start there. So so the question is that there are two questions for each of these. Is does it, does it try to deliver on this core aesthetic, and then does it do it successfully? You know, because, again, the, the a good game typically or most games don't even try to deliver on all seven you know like it it is those are rare and few and far between a a, most games try to deliver on like two to four you know so it is fine to say like it does not try and it does not succeed because yeah that that's not a failure that's a design choice yeah yeah it's it's just kind of like saying you know like like oh man this 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 place has hoagies and wings and ramen yeah, they might be trying to do too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always when whenever you go into an American restaurant and they add in, it's always an Asian dish, mm-hmm. right? It's sushi or udon or something. It's like, oh wow, pizza and burgers and sushi. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, in the same place, like, I really, really love you know being able to fuel my car to get from point A to point B. I also don't need to get my sushi from those places though, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so challenge. Um, challenge is game as obstacle course. So, does it try to deliver on this, and does it succeed? Uh, yes. So, uh, f- full marks. <laughs> for, yeah, of, of trying <laughs> for attempting uh, to be challenging, and full marks for succeeding at being challenging. And and I think it's important to remember that. Uh, this is a Nintendo game, which means two buttons, y'all. Like, that's what you have. You almost never uh, do complicated arrow button combinations in Nintendo games. Like, you're moving, right? But this is a Nintendo game where the way you are moving also affects what one of the buttons does. Because the state of your momentum and the state of the enemy sometimes changes your attack. Like you mentioned the giant fist, like you don't get to just decide to do the giant fist. The giant fist happens under certain conditions. And if you are not really aware of what those conditions are, some because the giant fist is slower than the normal fist. So you may actually not want to do the giant fist, but you do the giant fist. Are you getting it? Yeah. So there's not only the, the obstacle course itself of the level design that makes it challenging because there's all kinds of pits you can fall and die into and enemies just shoot up out of the ground sometimes. But there's also just the, the controls want to be more complicated than a two button Nintendo controller really facilitates. So you end up having to, internalize all of these situations in which the buttons will deliver specific results 
Then you also have the challenge of making those things happen <laughs> when you want them to happen. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times when we were playing, I turned into a dumbbell, like, on the rappelling down level and yeah. just we, clocked you. Dude, we murdered each other in that level. So that's another thing is... is Friendly uh, Fire is on. The fact that Friendly Fire is on is also another challenge design choice, right? They they were like, you know, it would make this harder if you have to be aware of your, your brother, sister, friend you know cousin like if you can't just swing wildly all the time like that makes the game way more challenging in a way that i'm not sure a secondary player is automatically like a net gain i don't think that it is and i think that they didn't want it to be i think i, I think there it's a net gain if you are both highly skilled but if one of you is highly skilled and the other person is low skill or god help you if you are both low skill it's it's fusion dance fusion. It's not Pataro <laughs> earring fusion. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah. So I I agree with you. Full marks for tries. I I actually want to penalize them for for being successful at this because I think that f- from from my seat, it's not challenging. It's impossible. You know. <laughs> so and 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 and. <laughs> So, I mean, if you take, like, the average player's, like, skill level, right, you know, I mean, it's just kind of like, for example, you know, if I was, like, I want to have, like, a challenging sparring match, right, you know, like, if you say, like, hey, we're going to we're gonna build out, like, a tournament so that way a whole bunch of people can play and they can all get, like, a challenging grappling match, right, like, that's cool and you can definitely do that and build out a tournament to do that. If everyone is facing 1985 Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> on cocaine, <laughs> then it's not challenging, it's just a beat. you know so i definitely think that they succeed to some to some degree i'm not saying it's like a complete failure but i'm saying like to me like a game that delivers really really well on challenge is a game like mario you know where it's like it's absolutely an obstacle course and yeah it is super easy for some people but then there are levels that you know you can opt into or opt out of that are even more challenging or games where you can set the difficulty level or where there's user-defined difficulty there's none of that in this and so basically you know it's just kind of like like running sprinting full force into that brick wall isn't a challenging race it just hurts you know so so i think that that there they did definitely make this game to be like we're going to make this game as hard as humanly possible and to to me it's just and and to be fair they didn't do some of the punishing things that we've seen before like they made this cycle time insane you know and for all we know yeah. you do have infinite continues it, as far as i know you do have infinite continues but when you continue in single player at least it throws you back to the beginning of the, the stage yeah the stage so the the fact that you can skip the little cutscenes like in between levels when the 1980s stereotype woman is talking at you the, with the crazy eyes yeah like booberella yeah. like whatever kind of stereotype she's supposed to be um like when she's like you know like you can skip all that yeah. and there's no other real like time wasted there's no overworld map there's no like getting to where you need to go so i think you probably could make a reasonable argument that like because it's a beat-em-up style game so like when you eat it if you have another life you respawn in place right so the cycle time for a single death is like close to zero yeah right it's a couple of seconds the cycle time for losing all your lives and having to continue is longer but this is definitely a case where it's like if you kept eating it there that many times then like you need to back up and practice these skills right and if you actually get thrown all the way to the beginning of the game which i think i feel like that can happen in single player but i just don't remember the conditions under which it would happen but if if you do get thrown all the way back to the beginning of the game and you continue out or whatever it is um then 
it's like no, no 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 you like you really need to internalize like your jump arc because you keep falling in a pit or or how the punches work because you keep like falling in a pit right like yeah. what, whatever it is so like i i can't say the cycle time is is bad or or even unfair like no. it, they are constantly reminding you like you can't you're not going to be able to do x until you've done a b c d e f and so on right so it's 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 hard, dude. It's so hard. Yeah, it's like... hard. It's really hard. Well, and like, here's the thing: is that you know, I, I, we have actually, in my opinion, played a game of a similar difficulty very recently. Celeste, Celeste. <laughs> but that's the thing: is that Celeste cycle time is w- way tighter. You know, so I think that that's the thing: is if they've wanted to make it this controller smashingly hard, that the cycle time, though it is shorter. I mean, that's the thing: is I don't want to like take points away from that in the sense of, like it is shorter than a lot of games at the time. You know, so it's not like. You know, because I mean, if if we had if we had gone to like the the whatever hover bike thing, died two times, and then I kicked back to the beginning of the game, I would have just shut it off right then. You know, done done forever. Right. So um, so the fact that they didn't do that makes it playable. But at the same point in time, it's like, and and again, cycle times like Celeste were unheard of at the time. Oh yeah. You know, so I mean, like it's it's not surprising that they didn't like you know be like you died, you're back like a second. You know, like not surprising they didn't do that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's it to me, it is very easy to make a game that beats the player. It's difficult to where you really deliver on challenge is where you make a game that, in, on the broadest spectrum possible, gives people just enough challenge that they can like barely succeed. Right. You know, and this is this is not that. So I'm not saying that it completely failed. Like the last time we did this, which was Rampage, where you know <laughs> the whole point of the game was challenge, and they removed it by giving you infinite lives. Like yeah. so, that that's completely removing it. But to me, it's not like a perfect delivery on it. Well, and and there's no, I don't think there was a way, even really now, but certainly not at this point in history, to say um, here is a game like it, here is the the punching machine before the the Budokai Tenkaichi, right? Like here, here is the, the threshold. If you can not even cross this line, you can't play at all. Right. Like yeah. it, it would almost be, I mean, I know this is an absurd example, but it's like you, you, your mom or dad goes into the store to like buy this game for you. And it's like, can your child do this? <laughs> okay. You can buy this game, right? Because otherwise they're going to hate it right. because there isn't enough game with a short enough cycle time that in the game universe, I think you could be realistically expected to learn to overcome these challenges without throwing an absurd amount of time at this single game. Like you would have to be good at video games to even show up yeah. at this game. And like a couple times, like we've been playing games recently and and like I'll just roll my eyes at some unbelievably stupid death and I'll just turn to Susan and I'll be like, I, I swear to God, I'm not this bad at video games. Like, <laughs> I don't, don't want to blame the game, but like, I really thought I was better at video games than this. But the whole time with Battletoads, I was just like, not my fault, not my fault, not nope, my fault, nope, not my fault. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I would say that, you know, on a scale of one to five, five for, for trying, and I give it like a, a three for success. For, for delivery? Yeah, That's for fair. delivery. Okay. You're, you're going to keep score? Uh, sure. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah. So then, um, so then next up sensation sense pleasure. So this is, you know, like, like, uh, you know, you, you play this game for the visuals, you play it for, you know, like the, the audio you play it for. Yeah. Um, so the music, uh, granted, we only got exposed to a little bit of it and I, I heard some more familiar music in the, the speed run we watched part of, but, um, the music's pretty good. Like yeah. it, it's pretty satisfying. That's music. They, uh, they kept a lot of it in like the lower register because most of the sound effects are like a little sparkly and higher pitch. So that way they don't step on each other, which is kind of nice. Um, or at least not as often. Um, 
But the visuals, I think, are actually really satisfying. I agree. Because the cartoony, what you call it, morphic, mm-hmm. the, like, when you like kick an enemy and and it's the final kick and they're going to be dead and you get the giant work boot boot. yeah yeah um or the huge fist or you you headbutt them and the top of your head goes completely flat and you just like knock them way off screen and the the dumbbell swinging thing like those are all like really good visuals and there is um I don't know what you would call it. There's like a like a tiny pause. Yes. Like so when you do a super hit that finishes an enemy, there's like a, a like, slight delay. Like right when you nail them and they're dead, it's like connect tiny like, you know, couple of frames pause and then they're dead or they fly off the screen or whatever. And that's like that it looks good even today. Like it oh, looks yeah. really it, good. It feels amazing. No, it, it, to me it's like the way 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 predecessor to like and I guess animes were probably doing this at the time, but like the, the, you know, like they, they run and they punch and then like everything like goes like super slow mo for like that, like yeah. 10th of a second and then like speeds back up. Yeah. You they, know? Like the 300. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. You know, like the idea is that like you have hit them so hard that it is like taking some time. The reason why they don't move immediately is because you're transferring so much momentum to them right. <laughs> that, you know, like it's like taking them a minute, minute to like get up to speed for how, and then they just go flying off of the screen, yeah. you know, um, that that's all super satisfying. I mean, like, honestly, and I think that, that so trying, yes, absolutely. I think that, that everything about this, oh, and also for the music, the one thing that I just want to touch on briefly is, I, I was really surprised that this didn't become annoying, but I really love the pause music, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, allow me to illustrate for folks at home. Uh, so when you pause the game, which we had to pause the game a lot because... For we, emotional sanity. Well, and we kept like just laughing our asses oh, yeah. off at how poorly things were going like there was just a lot of like we need to like pause the game and like regroup emotionally especially during the the whatever the The hover bike it was like all right all right all right blam all right no that one was on me blam no wait all right that one was on me blam i feel like that one was the game but you know what you know what here's what the problem was the problem blam all right no wait that one was on me yeah no that just a lot of like giggling like children right um so, so uh, when you pause the game, it goes, and and it does that forever because at one point we paused the game and like got up and walked out of the room to like go refill our water or whatever we were doing. But like we walked away, we were gone for like a solid five to ten minutes, and then when we came back, it was still like, and I was just like, oh, it's it's still going. Yeah, ooh, that that doesn't end. They really want you to know the game is paused. I guess even though like nothing's moving but there can be times where you are on screen and nothing's moving and now that i think about it we didn't test this but i'm pretty sure that this game which is a beat-em-up mm-hmm. does not have the um the like hey moron get your ass moving finger yeah. you know like the the go go yeah. from like final fight and those kinds of games um so maybe that's why the pause music is so dramatic because you the player need to know like the game's paused it's not that the world isn't interacting with you with that the game is paused hmm. um but it, yes it is incredibly enjoyable is the yeah. the long way of getting to i i also love that <laughs> yes yeah no i mean i really enjoyed that and, and like all the visuals like you really like like it's not you know because we we i don't think we played on the show but we played you know side-scrolling beat-em-ups sure. and sometimes you know it's like or i mean oh, oh no do we played a bunch <laughs> yeah we, we, we yeah we totally have and now i think about it, a great ex- a great counter example would be golden axe <laughs> you know which is super unsatisfying because like you hit them and then you like knock knock on like the top of their head you know, burnk 
Dead. Mm, kick them. Yeah. Nah. So this is super satisfying. So as far as um, tries, yeah, I, I'm confident that they didn't like bumble stumble their way into all of these animations and like delicious music and great sound effects. Like they, they were definitely trying. And honestly, this in this, I think they did very heavily succeed. Oh yeah. No, I'm 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 full marks on both again. Um, and and I think there, there's a lot of little visual things that there was a Battletoads cartoon, right? Yeah, but I think Did, the, it came after the yeah, game. Yeah, I think yes. it was the game. Then. But but doesn't this, I, I remember saying this when we played Earthworm Jim, doesn't this almost feel like they were like, we want to make a cartoon, and as the pilot <laughs> episode, here is a video game. Yeah, Be, I mean. Because like the, the giant fist, the fact that like, there's the little walker things right in the early in the first level. And like when you kill them, like you can pick up their leg and then beat other things to death with one of each the, other, especially <laughs> each other. So like there's a lot of things that are like visually tasty because they make the world feel richer and more interactive. Right. So when you giant fist that thing and its body goes flying, but one of the legs <laughs> falls to the ground and then you pick up the leg and you beat player two to death with it. Because he keeps making that joke. <laughs> right? So then that like that's well thought out visuals, right? Like the, the pause music, I could imagine someone saying they got annoyed with that, but we loved it. Yeah. But like th- there's a lot of charming thought put into the visuals and the the uh the audio and it, it, it they're attempting and I think they deliver. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I w- I will say though that for sure when we both had the giant pipe, I was more afraid of you than any enemy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because like, (laughs) like I remember a bad guy coming out and being like, Oh, I can get this bad guy. And just seeing you like, just coming screaming across the screen. Like, don't, don't, don't No, please don't do this. Yeah. No, because I mean, it gives you a ridiculous reach, right? Your normal punch is like a little jab, but the pipe thing you swing overhead, like ax chopping style. So it, it gives, it's like in Castlevania, like in super Castlevania, like it gives you a giant reach on the screen, which means you're way more likely to kill your friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so then... Uh, Giant <laughs> fisting. <laughs> Have you ever seen a fist this big? <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, next up is uh, fantasy. So this is, you know, game as make-believe, right? I, so the, I struggle with the word fantasy just because it's uh, it always makes me think medieval even mm-hmm. though it shouldn't right. but this is definitely very sci-fi yeah right it's it's your your boss is a bird i don't know why i don't really explain that part but like your boss is a bird your giant mutant toads there's an evil boobarella that's like i don't actually know what she's trying to do take over the universe kill you i'm not sure i think she's trying to take over the universe yeah yeah or galaxy okay. or planet uh-huh. no it, you go to different planets it would have to be the galaxy at least anyway but <laughs> but like yeah it's it's, it's fantastical it right. is definitely fantastical yeah and i think that, that as far as you know like the idea is that they are trying to sell us like you are the battle toad you know um yeah i say i say like the, the, the game try to deliver on it i i think that they they do i would not say that it is a core aesthetic though you know no it's it's the it's the paint job the the paint job is the reason it's okay for you to give your eight-year-old this game where they beat other things to death is because most of those things are mutants or robots and they're a giant toad like if it's two people beating a group of other people to death like i would give an eight-year-old battle toads but i might not give them final fight Right, because it's street. It's something they could yeah. emulate. I might give somebody Pokemon. I wouldn't give them Dogfighter Simulator. Right. Yeah. Exa- exactly. 
Bummer. There is definitely a game like that on Steam. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure, but I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> we live in the worst timeline. Uh, so, but I mean, especially because fantasy is, is also sometimes said it's like like you know like a uh, fancy like like you know uh, baseball player like uh, what's that baseball game you eventually wants to play? Oh, uh, battle. Bat. Bat. No. No uh, oh, crap. Base Wars. Base Wars. Base Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that would be one where, like, fantasy is definitely a part of it because, like, you're you're putting yourself in this other role. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, I, th- I think that this is definitely, like, a part of it, but I do not believe it is, of course. Like, and I don't think that they're really, like, trying to. I think that they're 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 kind of – it's very similar. I think you've made an apt analogy to Earthworm Jim. Very similar to that where it's just kind of like – we're we're gonna save the 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 fantasy and the narrative. We're gonna save all that for the TV show. Right. That, that, that's coming. Yeah, that's coming. Don't worry about. It. But uh, but you know, like honestly, I don't think that. I think, like you said, it's the paint job. So as far as like tries, I don't think they're really trying to, and they succeed as much as they try. Like I wouldn't say that they f- fail at it. But you're not you're not playing this thing to be like, I want to know what it's like to step into the role <laughs> of a battle toad. Yeah, you know? Yeah, agree. They're the real heroes here. Well, and I, I, I'm, I'm similar with you on scoring, but I, I wonder if this analogy holds up. So, like, I, one of one of my cars, or my, my wife and I each have a car, but, like, my the car I primarily drive is a fairly bright orange, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's If you've ever seen the Subaru orange, it's that color orange, right? Um, but I don't feel like it's... It doesn't matter that the car is orange. The car just is orange right it could be white or black or blue or whatever but but like if you drive a red corvette like it matters that that corvette is red red. like right like there that's a color like corvette red is actually a paint color that they have a trademark on (laughs) so like if if i say like if somebody's like oh what color is your car and it's like oh it's orange but if i drove a corvette red corvette i would probably say it's corvette red right right? so like that's the the paint job of Battletoads isn't they didn't neglect the 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 theming that they slapped on it, but that's not why they showed up. Right. Unless you're you're speculating that like we can get a lower rating if we don't make humans punch other humans to death. Mm. But that's more like a business decision. Yeah, I think that the yeah, I think the the paint job is a good thing in the sense that it's, it's kinda like you you have to have paint on a car. You know, like you can't. Yeah, there can't be no visuals. <laughs> right. Yeah, there can't be like nothing. So it's just kind of like, hey, we want to make this like really awesome, intense, you know, scr- sides difficult, side scrolling beat em up, you know, like, like it's like, oh, well, what if, what if they were like, you know, like battle toads? And it's like, yeah, you know, that sounds rad, you know. And so I just think that they kind of went with that. So yeah. um, next up on the list, uh, narrative, which is game as drama. So this would definitely be like your Final Fantasies, you know, um, the, uh, legend of zelda you know like stuff like that so there is a story and i wouldn't even say that the story is phoned in but it is paint it is yeah it is not a chorus <laughs> it, yeah they're they're not trying to deliver a a rich well thought out story but there needs to be some reason that you are battle toads punching the minions of Booberella. Like, why, why is any of this happening? And they could have just done none of that, and they could have just dumped you into the levels and had two sentences on the back of the box that were like, you are the Battletoad, destroying the minions of Booberella. And yeah, an eight-year-old is totally going to be on board with that. That's fine. Which is why they put in the minimum amount of story that they did. But I mean, I, I bet a lot of kids played this game that like might not be able to read some of the words. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I think um, that... 
when you look at it, uh, as far as like, I mean, it's, I don't, I do not believe it is a core aesthetic. Um, but like, if you, it, one of the things I learned, um, cause I, I've done a little bit of like, you know, graphic design for like card games and stuff like that. And if I can ever get it together, I'm totally going to plug it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, like one of the things that you can do is like feather a border, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you don't realize how often in like, like stuff that borders are feathered until you like try pulling one together where you don't feather the border mm. and it was stark you know like and it's fine that is a tool you know you can do that but most of the time you're like i, I need a little even if it's just like a little bit of feathering you know yeah. just so it doesn't like look like all of a sudden like black then white right you yeah know? that that gentle transition even exactly. if it's, even if it's super super subtle it's not none exactly so that's the thing is that you know like is there is there a story to this yes is it core aesthetic no but if there was no story whatsoever, yeah. like if all of a sudden you were just dropped in on a planet, you're like, oh, um, okay. And especially because there is a fantasy, you know, I'm not thinking about it. Because there is a fantasy part to it, I would say that, it, that having some narrative is even more so important because, and I'm trying to remember Contra the Contra, yeah. right? Not, not the Alien Wars. <laughs> but if I remember correctly, they do just kind of dump you in. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's that's probably two sentences on the back of the box. Right. But the thing is that what are they? Well, they're soldiers, right? So you're like, oh, I'm a soldier fighting in an army fighting against like other soldiers, right? So that that you immediately like you have you know something to go with that. If all of a sudden you're like, I am a giant anthropomorphized turtle on some weird alien planet fighting pigmen, I need something to frame what is what is happening. Yeah. No, I mean especially like comparing it to Contra is. When you look at the cover of Contra, the Contra, the Contra, like you're like, oh, it, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Not kind of it. It's, yes, it's, obviously it, that is what they did. They resemble, but are legally distinct. <laughs> yes, please don't sue us. Kind of. <laughs> um, but Battletoads, there's nothing about it that would immediately communicate like the good guys are the bad toads. You said turtles a second ago, by the way. Oh, <laughs> the, 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 although there are anthropomorphized turtles that also yeah. fight giant pigmen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not wrong. I'm just not accurate here. <laughs> yes. Was that a uh, high, high accurate or yeah, high accuracy, see, low, low precision. precision. Yeah. I hit the mark. <laughs> I just was on the wrong game. Um, but there's a, there, there's nothing that I think would make you immediately say the toads are the good guys and the pig people are the bad guys because it's not even that cut and dry because like the bird guy is your boss. Like is our birds good guys? Are there some of the birds are bad because they try and kill you in the second level. Like, so they, they do need to create like a little bit of narrative. And I'm, I'm now thinking that I should continue with this analogy until I totally break it. Sweet. Is that uh, the narrative is actually the paint and then the fantasy is the top coat. Like that's the gloss, mm. right? Because the the narrative could be they're human soldiers fighting other human soldiers and like that would be the loose narrative that explains like why you're doing what you're doing and and then the fantasy is just like the we we've kind of like glossed this over right like the story is these guys kill those guys right. and and that's the paint that has to be there and then the 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 fantasy is is kind of like all right and now we've glossed it over like we've cemented in place that this is toads good guys pigmen bad guys booberella boss of the bad guys right but i definitely don't think that they were like we're going to create this deep enriching story that you know like people will talk about for the ages like people will <laughs> you knew where you were the day you were playing 
PS <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven and Aerith died. Yeah, you know, like like you knew you knew where you were. You could describe exactly what was going on, dude. Spoilers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, like like this is this is not that. It's not trying to be that. It's just so no, I'd say this. Again, this comes from the the '80s school. I mean, the, the game is '91, but it, it definitely comes from the '80s school of let us manufacture a thing that will sell toys, right? And one of the easiest ways to do that is to create conflict between good guys and bad guys. And that can be super arbitrary, like G.I. Joe. That can be super arbitrary, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That can be super arbitrary, like He-Man. But but you have good guys and bad guys, and then you sell toys of the good guys and toys of the bad guys so that you can sit there and smash those toys together. And so that you can watch the cartoon of those two figures smashing together, right? Like, it, it's it, it's not that it's not art it's just it's it's business art all right so then uh so so null on both next up is fellowship so game as social framework uh so yeah this one i'm, I'm a little uh, to be fair i think that for me personally this is one where i'm like i don't because uh, we're not experts in this in this thing i'm like i don't know that i know enough about the exact definition of this to perfectly comment on we're gonna try but yeah. you know i so I'm going to say they are, they're trying, like they definitely, you know, if we're doing this on like a five point scale, this is a solid three, maybe four on trying to deliver on fellowship. Um, and I would say the execution is like a two or three and only because I, I disagree with, I, I'm not, I'm not going to assume what they were going for, but I disagree with the mechanic of friendly fire, especially if you can't turn it off and, Saying like, well, but if you can kill each other, you have to coordinate. It's like, yeah, but it's so easy to kill each other. It is so, so easy to end player two's life inadvertently. Mm. Yep. And then when player two responds, they're angry with you. And then they end your life on purpose. And so. Which totally uh, didn't happen. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) But, but the, like, as, as, as people, like two people playing this game, I think. You could say like, oh, friendly fire is a thing or like, you know, like, oh, you know, Bill, you can hit me. Don't hit me. Like there is that. But I feel like the amount of times it happens by accident sucks a lot of the fun out because if there's friendly fire, but it's hard to do it by mistake or hard ish to do it by mistake, then it's like, oh, we we just have to not kill each other. You stay over there. I'll stay over here. Like, hey, I'm coming your way. We're coordinating, right? Like it's it's more social because we're coordinating. But to. Say, like, I was just playing the game and then I accidentally murdered player two repeatedly because I was just trying to kill this one bird in the stupid repelling level. Like, that's that's not fun. And and it's it's not fun because additional coordination would not have prevented those accidental murders. So now you're just mad at the game, but you can't take it out on the game. You got to take it out on me. Yeah. And I did. You did. I did. We both <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, we both did. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. This is our last episode. The curtain falls. <laughs> Um, so I, I definitely agree that they are trying to deliver on fellowship. Um, and I would definitely also say that they, they're, they're not as successful as they should be. Right. Um, and I think that to me, it's kind of like, look, you can train in the hundred times Earth's gravity, or you can use the weighted clothing. Both is, is senseless, you know, because like, like now, now it's, it makes it even more difficult to create a modulated experience, you know? So the idea is it's like, all right, we're gonna make this game super hard. It's like, then great. Then turn friendly fire off for this one. If part of the challenge that you're trying to deliver on is like this, like kind of like nuanced coordination, then you need to make sure that the controls are first of all tighter, you know, because like the controls were a little loose as we get there's, there's, I feel like the controls, uh, sluggish. 
Well, and they they belie animations that are not present. Like when you start running, there's no like wind up where you like take a step and then a faster step and then a faster step. You just go directly into the running animation, but you're not moving at full speed. So it the visual doesn't sync up with the responsiveness. And I think that's what's jarring. If you had to get up to speed, I would say fine. But if you immediately look like you're running full speed, but you are super not, then it feels sluggish. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like in this game in particular, because it is so difficult, if they wanted to, to you know, work on on fellowship there's a whole lot of other things they could have done that they instead of making the other player make the game more difficult they should have made the other player make the game easier for example like because what we eventually did to deal with it was we basically said like you stay on this side of the screen i'm going to stay on this side of the screen and never the two shall meet yeah, no we we lucy ricardo drew a chalk line down the middle of the apartment yep. and we're like like i just you don't come on my side and it, but that like that's breaking because we're not coordinating we are right. feuding yeah and that's the thing it's, it's like we're not coordinating this is not fellowship um this is this is maybe like the uh what was it boromir you know like yeah 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 you never go full boromir you never go full, full boromir um <laughs> so anyways uh, so you know because of that like because there was no there was no good reason for us to interact now if instead they had turned off friendly fire and it said like hey you know like if i hit a guy and then you hit him like then you get like you hit him harder you, or you do like double that. damage yeah or so, something like that where it's just kind of like oh yeah no now we would be coordinated and be like okay let's both take out this guy and now it's both but, but no we basically said like you stay on your side i stay on my side because it is actually better if an enemy is tagging me for that enemy to continue tagging me until they're just done than for you to come in and attempt to help and probably clock me yes you know yes. so no was, definitely because there were times where i was like i'll save you and then just murdered you yeah and yeah because you hit way harder than the bad guys hit you know so you're like i'll save you and you hit me with your time traveling baseball bat and i woke <laughs> up in the future um so so yeah so i think that 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 choice ladle and, and and again like it could be done like they you could leave friendly fire on if the game wasn't so difficult because if like you know and one of the things with the game's difficulty that i didn't care for is that if you reach the point where you have to continue we're jumped back to the beginning of stage if i reach the point where i have to continue we're jumped back to the beginning of the stage right which means that if you if we're not if we're off sync in that we have like really hurt ourselves oh yeah well yeah. and and that kept coming up in the uh the the drop down the yeah. repelling stage yeah. because like if you accidentally killed me twice with the stupid dumbbell thing, it's an awesome animation, it the is. awesome dumbbell thing. <laughs> and then I legitimately eat it fighting an enemy. It's like, well, now we have to continue. And some of those deaths feel pretty illegitimate. Right. So, so now like, again, I'm not mad at the game. I'm mad at you, which is like breaking our fellowship down. Yeah. And then, the, then the issue is that like, while you lost three lives, I lost two lives. Right. So then we start repelling down again. I, you lose a life and now I now lose a life, which means we're back to the beginning again, but now you're starting off with two lives. Right. So basically the the state function of that was we both started off with three lives, a whole bunch of stuff happened, and now we're starting at the exact same place, but you're starting with two lives and I'm starting with three. Right. You know, and so like and, and it can get even more bizarre and off sync than that. You yeah. know. So that that which screws up the cycle time. So like all of that being said, like, you know, if 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 none of that was happening, again, if like the cycle time was shorter or the game was less difficult, then it could be fun, you know, because it'd be like, oh hey, you know, you, you tagged me, eh, whatever, you know, like because the penalty for that is so low but uh but yeah so i i think that did they try yeah did they succeed no no no, no, no really so i i wonder the i i didn't think of this earlier but this kind of fits with the challenges uh i'm just curious what do you think if uh you could hit each other but it didn't do any damage 
I think that would work um, because then the penalty would be the delay of having been hit. Right. And sometimes you might knock the person like off a cliff and then they would die. Right. But like if we're on flat ground and I clock you in the face and because a lot of levels don't have pits, you're like in a building or you're in like an ice cave or something. So like if I clock you and it interrupts what you were doing, but it doesn't get you that much closer to death like that. That might be a small enough but meaningful step in the direction of like friendly fire is still on, but it doesn't make the game less fun with two people no I, I like that a lot because then like if i'm in the middle of you know chaining a bad guy you know and then you're like oh i'm gonna come help and then you like break my chain i'd be like dude you know but it's like it, I, I wouldn't the reward being that you might hit him you know so it's just like well you know you broke my chain yeah whatever as yeah. opposed to like no you have like dramatically now reduced the chances of us being able to successfully yeah. do this which would actually now that i think about it totally fit with the cartoony like the 80s 90s cartoony aesthetic because um that's like how that stuff always goes, right? If Bugs Bunny is putting a bunch, and I know Bugs Bunny's not from the 80s, but like <laughs> if Bugs Bunny is like building up a big pile of dynamite to, you know, stop Daffy Duck with, and he, it's one of the rare times he screws up and the dynamite goes off, he doesn't take the damage that Daffy Duck would have taken. No, Daffy right? Duck would have been blown pieces. He just gets like the, you yeah, know. yeah. He just looks silly for a minute and he like looks directly into the camera, right? Like th that's like, Friend, like, or then I guarantee you this happened in the Ninja Turtles cartoon where like one of them accidentally clocks the other one. And it's like, oh, that would have been a kill shot on a yeah. foot soldier. But instead now like Michelangelo and Donatello are just arguing and it's it's a joke. Right. Right? It's like somehow that kill shot against another Ninja Turtle is like just funny. Yeah. Right. So like there's already a lot of established canon that this is a way you could handle friendly fire to make it not exponentially increase the difficulty of the game. There is a, a, a I, I wonder if there's any game that does that. I doubt it. If friendly fire is on, friendly fire is on. I doubt there's like a midway friendly fire like I'm describing. I'm confident that there are enough games that a game has done it <laughs> on an infinite time. Yeah, line. exactly. You know, like I'm I'm confident that a game has done it, but I'm not confident it's like one that we would have ever heard of or will potentially yeah. again with an infinite number of them. We'll, <laughs> we, we, we will play a, a we will effectively play none of them. If there are an infinite number of games, we will effectively do this for the rest of our lives and have played zero. Well, I'm immortal, so. Mm, yeah <laughs> that actually works out worse for you but uh <laughs> sadder but um and this is this is tangential but the bugs bunny thing made me think of it have you seen the um bugs but how bugs bunny would defeat thanos no oh it's amazing so basically the idea is that bugs bunny could easily defeat thanos because like you know like basically it just those thanos walking up and, and it's in somebody actually animated this in like the classic like, like oh nice bugs Bunny thing yeah. like thanos walks up and he's like i will destroy you and he's like like absolutely first you just have to walk through this metal detector and, 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 and thanos is like what and he's like yep we're just gonna take that glove off please and he's like i refuse to leave my glove and he's like sir you have to take your glove out look at all these people that are, you're holding up and there's this line <laughs> of bugs bunnies like all different like you know like like one of us like holding a baby and all sort of stuff and he just like like looks at the camera and does like that like befuddled M elmer fudd look yeah. you know but yeah oh that's great right i was like <laughs> that, that that is how bugs bunny would defeat thanos yeah and it, it is so uh i'm gonna continue on this tangent it it irritated me a little bit and sorry if you haven't seen avengers but i mean come on like <laughs> if you haven't seen it you don't care uh it it bothered me a little bit that in like one of the the main fights they're like oh we got to get the glove off of him and they like have him all subdued and like they're holding his neck and the the mantis is like trying to like keep his mind under control and it's like wow while his neck is exposed like that did you think about 
murdering him because <laughs> you know where it's really easy to take a glove off of is the dead person and and they establish seconds later that ending his life is an acceptable solution yeah so it's like when you had the opportunity to kill him why was just taking his gun away your salute like kill him yeah. and then take his gun away well, and 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 and, I'll do, and eventually we'll probably <laughs> stop on this tangent i'll do you one better they already showed us the solution that they should have used earlier in the movie canonizing the solution because you remember how the big pipe hitting dude um got defeated in like the first part right oh yeah it gets like all turned into cubes no, 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 sorry, oh, sorry. oh oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah thanos's minion yes right? yeah because he gets teleported to like i think like a ice area or desert i forget where yeah but and then he reaches back and, and they cut his hand off and they cut his hand off yeah do that no and you know that that scene because i i didn't i feel re- like that was insulting to me i was just yes. like you 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 did you didn't have to do that but and i it, love this movie but so, so because this movie is a duology it's a two-parter right mm-hmm. like you know next time it's on star duet. trek it's a duet <laughs> It's bifurcated <laughs> um, because it is a two-parter. There is a little part of me that hopes in the second movie, that is how they get the gauntlet away from him. Yeah. And I want someone to just look right into the camera and be like, just like that other guy. <laughs> Remember. Right? Or, yeah. Like they could even, because uh, I don't think that guy's dead. He's just trapped in the North no, Pole. No he, no, he came back and he's got a mechanical hand now or something like that. Yeah. So like I would love for one of the Avengers to see him later and be like, wait a minute and then just be like sling ring wrist cut off yep hey wait a minute what if palpatine's behind it all yeah exactly so i yeah i I really hope they cut his hand off but that does relate (laughs) to the other core aesthetic of discovery (laughs) it's solid just i know right absolutely strong work (laughs) um so anyways discovery is a game as uncharted territory so this can be both um you know, like like visually uncharted territory. So you like you're going to see new places and explore new areas. It can also be mechanical uncharted territory, like a, an unfolding game. Minecraft actually has both, but Minecraft is an exemplar of both. Where it's like sometimes you just like want to go see like what the world looks like, or you want to see what the end looks like, and all this sort of stuff. And there's also the fact it's like you could just literally you know stay in like a ten foot by ten foot room and just play that game. Oh yeah, you know because like you're like what if a what if I put this and this together and what, you know, like, so those are both that would count as discovery. So I, I have trouble with this one in a game where I have no control over where I go next. Like I may want to see the next level. I may want to see, especially because you go to all different planets and you right, And that's how they, they, that's how they mechanically pull in like, Oh, the floor is slippery here because now you're on the ice planet. Right. And, and this one is like, there's a lot of pits because you're like way up in the sky and you're jumping from like platform to platform. So they pull in mechanical things by bringing you to different places, but because you have absolutely no control, unless you count the warps, you can jump around a little bit, but you, you have virtually no control over where you go. I don't really feel like I'm exploring. Like I, I want to see new stuff, but it's, it's more like, when you have the TV on and you're like, well, another show will start when this one ends because I have a cable television show turned on. And so the the shows will just never end. As long as I keep playing the game, I will see new levels. It's not up to me to hang out on this one screen and play Minecraft, right? So I think that because again, the, the, the aesthetic is discovery specifically, you know, so like I don't know if that discovery has to be controlled, you know, mm. by the player, right? So the idea is it's just kind of like you keep playing and then like, you you discover this new area, you know, like, so I don't think, it, unlike in Minecraft where you have way more agency in that discovery, I do think that, like, for example, like, I 
one of the reasons that I did I, – I, so I, I think that personally, I think that they do try to deliver on this, and I think they succeed with an asterisk. So a yes with an if, a yeah. no with a but. Um, I think that uh, that they do because like because the visuals of the levels are so varied, you know. Yeah. So like the first level, like you're like, oh, okay, well there are these these, these bad guy types, and like this level, and then like, oh, now I'm like rappelling down, and it looks different. Like I'm in some like brain area, and now I'm on an ice planet, and like all like looks different and cool, and there are different bad guys, and they behave differently, and I get to discover all of that. Like, and that was all really cool you know and i remember as a kid being like oh man like i wonder what the next level is going to look like Mm. the asterisk is that it's so unbearably difficult (laughs) that it hamstrings the discovery right because that's the thing is that like i i agree with you the fact of like i don't think that you have to have perfect agency in like when or where or the order in which you discover these things i think that you do have to have the ability to discover them yeah. So I, I agree with you on the amount that they're trying. We are opposite on the amount that they succeed because from my point of view, I don't the the less agency I have, the less I feel like I'm discovering. And in this case, like to to be to really tease this all the way apart, if every level had like little secrets in it, right? Or like sometimes enemies came from different places and so you had to like, you always had to kind of like be on guard and like discover like, oh, if I, if I come in from the top part of this screen, then the enemies will spawn at the bottom, which is harder for me because then they're down near an instant death pit. But if I come in from the bottom of the screen near the instant death pit, the enemies come in from the top and then I can just bull rush them. Like that kind of discovery I could totally enjoy, but I don't feel like any of that is available to me and there's no real secrets. There's like, there's a couple warps right throughout the game like uh like mario pipe style warps where it just jumps you forward um but i don't don't feel like i don't really feel like i'm discovering anything new i feel like i'm being taken on a tour and unfortunately the price for going on that tour is way more than i can afford right (laughs) right in terms of ability yeah literally not more than you're willing to pay more than you can afford like it is beyond your game literacy pocketbook yeah yeah. So, so I, I don't feel uh, I do feel like they're trying to be like, oh, look at this next thing. Don't you want to go see that next thing? But I'm just like, eh, I, like, yeah, like, I'd, yeah, sure. Like when I get there, I'd love to see it. But I don't feel like compelled the way you would in a more open game where you had more agency or where there was more like little hidden secrets. Like, I, I just don't. I personally don't feel like I'm like, yeah, like, yay, stuff for me to unlock and discover. Yeah. 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 So I, like I said, like, and, and even mine, my, like, I do think that they succeed. I think the fact that, you know, most of it is locked away between, behind an impossible door, you right. know? I mean, it would be very similar to saying, yeah, well, it would be very similar to saying, like, I'm going to create an amazing Star Wars game, but you only get to play it if you pay $500 in loot box you know like i mean and nobody liked that nobody (laughs) likes this so yeah i mean it's it's the same thing is behind a paywall this one in blood um (laughs) it's just beyond some so i'm just kind of like man it's 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 i'm sure it's really cool i wish i could see it yeah so um so yeah so i definitely think that the discovery they're absolutely trying um and they're not they're not successful yeah you know like they're, they're 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 close but you know but no no cigar yeah um so then uh expression game as self-discovery no 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 <laughs> moving on abnegation <laughs> yeah i mean they're, they're not they're not trying or succeeding like yeah. th- this is one of the ones i would assume the designers left completely off the list yeah like this is this is nothing to do with you know like like there's no expression nothing they're not not even yeah. not not trying not stealing yeah, it's pretty not much it's not mario paint yeah enough said oh, God, um I should play mario paint 
ad negation <sighs> game as pastime or this is a good the example i always love to give is as ad negation for me personally is you know watching friends the tv show you know mm. like you just come in it, there ain't nothing new or novel about that i've seen it all a million times and i don't really want I, I want to like have something on. I just don't want to be watching anything or right. I even want to watch it. I just don't want to like think, you know, you just want to put your brain in neutral and like, go like that's that, that I agree with you. That to me is the core is like the, I don't have to put a lot of effort into this. Right. Like, like I am playing a video game. So it's not as passive as watching television or listening to music. It's, it's more like the level of interaction of like sort of cursorily reading a book or a TV show being on in the background where like you are, watching for the jokes right like it's not just on and you're ignoring it you are following along which does take some effort a video game always takes a certain minimum amount of effort because you gotta press buttons Mm -hmm. but like you can't passively play battletoads unless you are so unbelievably good at this game which i mean for like a speedrunner or someone who is like going for the world record for like 100 percent or like maximum glitches like i want to finish the game in 45 seconds right like yeah, that person is probably good enough at Battletoads that if they played it like a normal person would play it, that it would be abnegation. But that's not that's not what they were going for. They, they, were, they weren't trying to target the greatest players in the world market. Right. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> and that's the thing is that, you know, I, I think like as far as abnegation goes, this is, I don't think they're trying. I don't think they're succeeding. This is like, this is bizarro abnegation like this is <laughs> this is mirror mirror abnegation you know like this is like abnegation like if 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 friends is abnegation this is like watching friends with a giant goatee stuck right on my screen you know <laughs> like like this is this is it, it is the, the opposite of that this takes complete un un like unbridled focus yes. you know like you have to bring be, all of your attention then yeah. go to the store and get more attention and then bring that yeah go go broke at the store getting more attention you, you know like like get to the point where you know like like you're scratching your face you know you're in an alley and you like lure somebody in there and stab them and take their attention you know <laughs> like like just get all of the attention you know, you know what it is is it's is it's like like goku doing the spirit bomb but with attention that's what it is <laughs> well and it all, all the, <laughs> share your focus with me all the trees start to wilt <laughs> But all the trees get bored and start wandering away. <laughs> but, it, but it feels like a beat-em-up is... Like, beat-em-up and bullet hell games are... That's what they're supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. if you could play this game passively, it would probably be a really crappy beat-em-up. Because how do you feel if you were walking down the street and every single thing you saw was trying to kill you, including your friend who's supposed to be helping you? Like, yeah. you, you, all of your... You should be at maximum adrenaline, like, you know, ears you know, finely tuned eyes scanning, you know, the alleyway corners constantly. Like you should be up at all tens on all of your senses because the alternative is to get beaten to death by a pig monster with an ax. So now I'm just thinking that, um, if, if you want to describe a side scrolling beat em up, that is abnegation. You know what that world is? That is the world that Saitama is in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would make a fun game, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, so I mean, it can't be done, but you got to be really yeah. specific about it. But you just like yeah. walk and in, it's like, poof, poof. you know what it is? It's because for to have a beat 'em up that requires uh, or that is designed to be a high level of abnegation, that has to have Corvette red paint, right? Yeah. It has yeah. to have the Saitama yeah. theming. Otherwise, you would be like, why is this so easy? This is boring. Yeah, but then if all of a sudden it was just like, like it, one. Oh my god, I would love to play One Punch Man 
the side scrolling beat him up. Totally. Ah, oh, dude. Okay. Um, whoever owns One Punch Man at us. <laughs> Go outside your house. We're getting a lot of IP on this show. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of ideas people are going to rip off and get rich on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so all of that being said, um, I, I went ahead and did a did a quick rough total, and we don't do this enough to really have enough data to you know. So this is just a data point. Yeah. No, that, this is fun measurement, not scientific. Measurement. Yeah. But that being said, is like this game for tries, it it it, it comes in at a, at a nineteen. And for succeeds, it comes in at an 11, which puts it at about a little bit more than 50% success rate, like about 56% success rate. That feels super unscientific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. No. Um, yeah, because I, I, you would have to wait like... That's the thing is that we don't know what an A is. We don't know what an F is. Right, you know? yeah. We don't know, like, we haven't done this enough times to say, like, okay, generally for games that we feel held up, they normally score in, like, the... Like, we don't know what, what rotten is versus fresh, you right. know? Like, games that hold up are normally 80% or higher. Games that are iffy, like, Nostalgia Monocle is normally between, you know, 60 to 80, and then everything below is terrible. Or maybe it's, like, it doesn't really get terrible, and so it starts to get into, like, the 10s or whatever. You know? Yeah. But that being said, though, um, I... It, did did it did it hold up so i gotta say yes and weirdly because (laughs) my memories of this game are of it being absurdly hard based on my skill level at the time my experience my lived experience it is absurdly hard based on my skill level now which i'm at least as good as i was at video games as like a 10 year old so I'm, i'm like i didn't get any worse but I, I now have all of this extra baggage of like how I expect games to operate and how I expect the controls to respond and stuff. And so you have to like reorient yourself. But the reason I have to say it, it requires nostalgia goggles because unless you go back, I'm going to say nostalgia monocle. It requires a nostalgia monocle because unless you are getting into games late in life and you never played this era and you're like, oh, I want to go back and master these like this is a goal this is my everest right i want to master battle toads and be a speedrunner. like you wouldn't enjoy this just sitting down to play it if you hadn't played it as a kid because it is so so hard but going into it we knew what we were signing up for mm-hmm. and I had a grand old time like we were laughing our asses off <laughs> at how poorly we were doing every time we accidentally murdered each other like but i knew going in what i was going to do right it's like um like there, there's Ninja Warrior, which is like an obstacle course that they expect you to be successful at. And then there's like Double Dare, mm-hmm. where you're slipping and falling and you have a helmet and pads because you're supposed to make an ass of yourself. Right. You're you're not you're going in for the silliness, right? And like that was the lived experience, was the giggling and the silliness. So like, yeah, I had a really good time. Like it totally held up to my expectation. But the reason I would say the game as a whole has to have the nostalgia monocle is because if you don't know, if you think you're going on Ninja Warrior and you actually are going on Double Dare, you would have a horrible experience. That's fair. I think that – so I think that this is where – I think the question of does it require nostalgia goggles and does it hold up to current gaming conventions is actually two different questions. Yes. You know, because like does it hold up like as far as like is this a game that if it were released today and was not like very explicitly saying like this is – like a rage game like we are making a game mm. that is intentionally obtuse and difficult right like no it doesn't like the, the like we said like and i think that celeste being a good juxtaposition for it yeah is that you know 
Celeste is about this hard, but its cycle times are, you know, one one hundredth as long, you know? And it has accommodations built in. Yeah, and yeah, and, 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 and. So I think that that's a good juxtaposition. However, that being said, like, it does what it says on the 10. You know, like, oh, yeah. the only person I would recommend specifically not play this is somebody who has no cultural awareness of Battletoads. Right. Like, like if you'd like, you're like... Like, you know, <laughs> if you're a mom, you're like, Lee Harvey's putting challenge. Oh, no, I bought him for that last Christmas. Battletoads, whatever, you know, like. Close enough. Yeah. And then, like, you, you plug that in and you're like, oh, God, this is this is awful. But if you have any cultural awareness of Battletoads, it's exactly the way you remember it, if you remember it. And if not, if all you have is the cultural awareness, it, you know, it definitely. It uh, is as described. It is as described. <laughs> so for me personally, I give it a, actually, you know what? Sorry. Hang on one best. I, I, I got to use the bathroom. Hang on. Oh, what, we're still doing this? It's Nostalgia Monocle. The curtain falls, the music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself, the fanfare is gone, there's no player two, there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress, down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creeping With the end of a smile Sorry, you, you paused. <laughs>